0: Welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Cleantechnica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com.
1: We're here for another episode of Cleantech Talk, and I don't know if this falls under our dealer digest series or clean 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 tech tech round round clean tech round talk i can never remember the name or if it's just two of us it's basically just joe and me uh talking tesla for a bit so we'll just roll into it but i'm Zach shahan ceo of clean technica joe reminded me i should introduce myself and joe boris is here my partner (laughs) in crime
0: (laughs) absolutely man well So let's talk about this. So a lot of people may know this, you know, if you've been on the discord and you've kind of talked to us a little bit, we do actually talk to each other as part of doing this. And one of the guys that, that is, you know, part of the clean Technica team is Ben sometimes goes by Benny and, you know, he and I got into this conversation about how all of our friends and seems like everybody we know is, you know, shopping for an EV, they're asking us questions about electric cars. And just like this anecdotal thing, it has, you know, again, we're not backing this up with any research, it's a purely anecdotal thing. None of the people that we were talking to were shopping for Teslas. And what he came up with was that, you know, people are looking for something other than, you know, a, a kind of car-based crossover or a sedan, that they're looking for something a little bit different, a little more standout. And that's kind of where this all got started.
1: Yeah. And to to back background issues on that too so one is i think a lot more just normal mainstream people are buying teslas now they it's sort of hit kind of i don't know a phase of like when the iphone got more popular where they're just like oh i want one too and they discover all the things that you know some of us have been hyped about for a decade but i don't necessarily think those are the communities that you and ben are (laughs) are often circulating in it's sort of more uh I don't think, you know, your friends and Ben's friends are necessarily like very normal people, we could say. <laughs> oh. And I I mean, my just my observation here in Florida where there's new ones popping up every day is, is that it seems like just a lot of just, quote, normal, you know, buyers are buying Teslas without uh, all of the years of following the brand that a lot of, you know, previous buyers had. Secondly, I would just note that Ben has been pushing for this topic for a long time this idea that tesla needs to expand its model model base and you know, have uh, offer more models so it's something we've gotten around to after a long time of him saying hey we should write about this <laughs> and it is a great topic but i but i would just say it's not like it's not a new one for ben or for ben to be bringing up but it's new for us to be writing and publishing about and your story was the the story on it what was uh, i think the name of the story was uh, what tesla like what needs tesla needs to dominate
0: the market right part one we just published part, part two as well <laughs> well but it's it's a funny conversation right because you look at tesla's market share and if you look at the ev market share they had like 90 something percent and then they're down to like 60 something percent but it, it's it's a shrinking piece of a much much bigger pie so it, it's the 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 pie itself is getting bigger. The amount of sales, the amount of people buying Tesla is getting bigger, even as other EVs come into the market. And I think that's absolutely fair that, you know, I think the people that I talk to, that I hang out with in my daily life are are more car people. But I think, you know, in the neighborhood that I'm in, which is, you know, kind of a, a I don't want to say, you know, wealthy neighborhood, but it's certainly not one of the poor neighborhoods in, in Chicago. You know, there's so many Tesla's. And there have been so many Teslas that I think the main reason people around me aren't buying them is because is because of that, that there's just so many of them.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, first of all, for a long time now in my area, I've been calling the Model 3 and Model Y sort of like the, the Camry of our area, it's sort of a we're not very wealthy, but we live in a very wealthy area of of Florida and there's just Teslas everywhere. Like there's often multiple Teslas at an intersection. We went to play tennis the other day and there were three in the tennis parking lot, went to play somewhere else. The day later, there were five in the parking lot there. So they're just all over. It's like the most, one of the most common cars you see around here. And I, I definitely think that will start to That'll get some people's attention, but then other people be like, oh, that's just another Tesla. Like the kids at our school used to go crazy that we had a Tesla. They're like jumping up and down, like, oh, I get to open the door of the Tesla. Now they don't they don't care because they're all over. So they have like, Yeah, exactly. They've totally, it's it's like nobody seems to notice or care as much anymore. But it, of course, there's an early majority, a late majority, it's all different phases of new vehicle buyers, new tech buyers. And I think, you know, it's just going through the phases more or less. Also note that Ben is German and mostly lives in Germany. He's, he spends a bit of time in the U.S. and very progressive. And in, in Europe, we oh, just public, I need to double check this. I'll check it while, while we're talking. But I think Tesla is about 9% of EV sale, public vehicle, public plug-in vehicle sales in Europe versus like sixty to seventy percent in the US. The US market is odd because no one's really ever tried hard in the US other than Tesla. Now you've got some more solid efforts like the Mustang Mach E, which I see every day now I would say, the Kia E V six, which I see often not every day, but you know, a few times a week.
0: Starting to see those, yeah. The Hyundai Ionic five. Yeah, I love the Ionic that's an awesome one.
1: Yes. So I don't know. I I would say there's definitely these things change so fast sometimes that we don't the numbers are not going to show any, you know, they're not going to show these changes for a while if they, you know, if they are real issues, but the, but the overall issue, which you you expressed well is like Tesla's almost all look the same. (laughs) Like, like I can tell the difference easily. A lot of people have difficulty telling the difference between a three and a Y, a Y and an X. And of course, from the distance or angle, it can always be difficult for, for some of these. And so, you know, you pointed out BMW long did this. They just had different lengths of the same car, basically. And Tesla has followed that approach and really, You know, it's in my area, I feel like it could get to the point where people are like, oh, I don't want that because everybody's got it. And I don't know. I mean, other people want it because everybody's got it. So, you know, it's it's a weird story also that's I would a just, good
0: point as well i yeah. mean the fact that you know when you look around and you see like man all my neighbors have this car i really see this car often this must be a good car right that, that is definitely like that what they call social proof right yeah
1: and then they drive it and they're like wow this is awesome oh look at this feature oh there's fart mode and all this stuff and it's like <laughs> and they discover it for the first time and i mean for me i'm like yeah that's like super old news <laughs> but but, it, but at the same time it's sort of interesting you know funny to see people discovering it like it's brand new
0: but do you think, and, and I know the answer to this, but again, you know, my, we, we have two different subgroups here of, of, you know, subcultures of like, and we both find normalcy in that, right? Like I'm talking to like car people and motorcycle people and we think one way and you're in Florida. We all know about Florida, right? <laughs> like That's a different kind of normal, but like, I, you know, we think of, and the people that I talk to, we talk about Tesla model S like it's been around for over a decade. Because it has been around for over a decade. We first saw the Model S in 2009. And I think to someone who's not an enthusiast, who's not like aware of the changes, it looks like they're pretty much the same for the last 12 years.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, they had the one the one big facelift with the nose yeah. And I mean, aside but
0: from that, subtle facelifts, right? Like you can tell the headlights are different. You can tell the wheels are different. You can look in the interior. Some of them have the wheels, some have the yoke. Like there have been updates and changes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have to wonder how many people want to drive a car that's been fundamentally unchanged for 12 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, there was the famous, they change, they update, they change things every week or two at Tesla and the cars. But I think from a normal person's perspective, there's only been one notable change to the Model S that they notice the the nose cone is gone and the nose is different but even that people might a lot of people might not even pay attention to or notice you know a lot of people well, don't especially notice especially if rims. the
0: car is black
1: yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah I mean I think I think it'll be more of an issue as the Model 3 and Model Y have been on the road for a while cuz I don't anticipate Tesla changing them much and I think after you know in 4 or 5 years It's going to be like, oh, yeah, those cars have been around forever and they're all over the place. And and I think this is more of what this story was about was, you know, if Tesla wants to truly dominate in the future, like not be one percent or two percent of the auto market, but be 10 percent at least of the auto market then they need a lot more variety is the argument. And of course there's the cyber truck, which offers variety in, in absolute spades. Like it's a Joker card. <laughs> it's, yeah, not even 100%. A,
0: it's a not wild even a, card for sure.
1: Yeah. So it's a wild card and I've, I've, Thought, and a lot of people you know like the idea of Tesla doing like cyber cars or something, something in that kind of design element as well. So they have a kind of second kind of theme. I don't know. But but yeah, you talk more about your idea for different models or or vehicle types that you think Tesla needs to expand. Even if even if it has too much demand for its production capacity, which is the case today and could be the case for years, there's a strong argument, which I think you made very well, that it needs to have other models. And it needs to start developing them and bring them well, to market
0: there needs to be some place to go, right? Like if you had a model Y and it worked for you and it was great, you know, like I, I ran into this when I was selling Volvos, right? So they had the XC90, which they ran that car for like 15 years and it was a great car. It was a good vehicle, but like we had people who had leased two of them in a row and their lease was up and they were coming in and like, they were like, I can't lease a third one, dude. Like it's like a, this is insanity. Like I'll either buy this one or I'll go buy something else because I, I can't just keep leasing these things every three years and ending up with the same car over and over again. So there has to be some place to go for when the standard new car buyer shows up. And again, the the traditional new car buyer is not an early adopter. They are not necessarily motivated by Tesla's zero emissions or the mission to remove you know internal combustion right or there or or any kind of environmental concern they're motivated by what's a good car what car works for them and those people are buying a new car every three four five years you know what i mean
1: yeah no Um, this this gets to really fascinating topic of tesla's customer base which is really i mean it's really interesting it's diverse you know because they they've They've got a lot of people who have bought Tesla's new who had never bought a new car before and never planned to buy a new car, but they decided to get a new Tesla and and those people often say they're gonna hold it for ten or fifteen years or something. And they've got a lot of previous Honda buyers. They've also got a lot of previous BMW buyers. But I think your your core point of like new car buyers typically, typically new car buyers, which are not a not the majority of the population they want something different every few years they want to explore different vehicles they there of course there's some that are loyal they'll go for their 5 series or whatever every time but i think you know we're going to we're going to get to a point where a lot of tesla buyers want the new next thing the new you know the new thing or or just something different in fact i've i've talked to a lot of early tesla buyers like truly early buyers who had like the first teslas in florida and stuff who have moved to other brands because they're like, well, I've had a Tesla for like five to 10 years. I'm ready for something else, you know?
0: Yeah. We had a guy that, that I used to know in Florida and who he used to interact with us quite a lot when we had gas too, as one of our websites, a guy named Bill Hart, and he bought his Tesla. I think he got it in like 2013. And, you know, I, I, I haven't heard from him in, in a number of years, but like, I guarantee you, he's. Doesn't have that same Tesla anymore. You know what I mean? He's just moved on. But I think, you know, the the Tesla, the Tesla customer, and, and we've had this conversation before about EVs in general. As as EVs become more mainstream, the EV buyer starts to resemble the mainstream buyer more and more, right? Like and that's Europe.
1: Like, I mean, Europe is showing that yeah, very well. Where twenty percent of about twenty percent of the market is is plug-in vehicles now, and Tesla's about 9%, not 70% and all of sort of the the top plug-in models are sort of the electric versions of the top overall market models. You know, it's sort of it's breaking out just like you would expect a mature market to break out.
0: What, wow, what a great that's such a great way of putting it. It's breaking out the way that you would expect a mature market to break out. Are you a problem solver? Watsila has been at the forefront of engineering innovation since 1834. Today, our next generation of leaders design and provide the tools to integrate and manage power grids that combine renewables with flexibility solutions, traditional thermal assets, and energy storage. No matter the size or location, we're a team championing the problem solvers of our future. We use the power of collaboration and co-creation to make a difference. Visit storage.wordsilla.com forward slash careers to learn more today. So what does, in your opinion, what do you think a mature market in the U.S. looks like? Do you think it's a full range of EDs from very affordable to ultra high end available in every body style and product style, or do you think it's, it's it maybe feels different or looks different because of that environmental component?
1: You know, it is hard to say. I mean, because of the European experience, which we've been reporting on so thoroughly, big props to Jose Pantes for his, his monthly reports. He does so
0: good, doesn't yeah. he?
1: And he knows these markets better than I would say anyone, the Chinese market and the European market. I, I don't think there's anyone in the world who knows the the EV markets better. And I've talked to people at major companies, I won't name names, <laughs> Bloomberg, who agreed. <laughs> so, you know, it's not it's he's he knows the market. I mean, I've talked to market analysts from a bunch of different companies, and you know, they all know Jose, and they you know, he he's got very robust, extensive sourcing and and insights. And basically, I mean he's been saying for a long time the market's gonna be what the market is. Like when they when the EV market is mature is going to look like the current market just electric you know and that's been happening we're seeing that very clearly Uh, the u.s is strange you know the u.s is a weird place and you know we're we're dominated by pickup trucks and suvs and i assume with electrics it'll be the same you know and there's you see a lot of the same kind of i mean even in the car segment you have camrys and and accords you have you know and the lexus version of that and and the accurate version of that so it's i I don't know, I don't really I don't know if it's going to get shaken up that much, but I do think I think Tesla has has is making its mark and it's going to be a major brand here and will continue to to become a, a bigger brand, but I definitely think it needs some variety if it wants to like you can look at the situation right now and be like, "Oh no, we have so much demand, no need for anything else." But if you're looking 5 to 10 years out, I just absolutely agree that there, you need more diversity people want choice people want their identity stamped on something and you know they don't want to be one of 50 white tesla model y's at the red light you know they want a lot of people want a lot of people do want to just blend in but a lot of people also just they want some kind of marker some kind of differentiator
0: yeah I, I i didn't answer your 100%. question no <laughs>
1: <laughs> i didn't answer your question at all maybe you can answer your question <laughs> I don't know how to answer your question Joe. Let's no, a- I,
0: you know what? I think Jose answered the question like when he said that like you know the was the market grows that looks more like the market, right? I think that's the answer to the question that you're going to see a ton of, you know, you're going to see a ton of pickup trucks, you're going to see SUVs, you're going to see crossovers and the SUVs and crossovers that are popular now are going to be the ones that are popular when they're electric. They're just going to be electric and I think that when you look at the different approaches that some of the legacy car brands are taking, especially when you look at GM and Chevrolet, like, you know, we can laugh and joke and say like, oh, ha, 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 Biden's calling GM the leader in the EV space. And, you know, we don't like that because we're, you know, because Tesla has been really leading the charge. And I, and I believe that hundred percent, we would not be having conversations about going hundred percent electric by 2035 as california has now said we will be 100 electric by 2035 we wouldn't be having that conversation if not for elon musk and tesla so like to omit them from any kind of conversation of leadership is just yeah. nonsense
1: i mean we don't need to go down i was mean, that's, that's i mean no, that's no, no, but it, it, it yeah I, it's said. good that you it's good that you said it because you are more of a, you're not a tesla like you don't <laughs> you're, you don't own a tesla you never will and you're not uh, in that group who's been, def- you know, making that point for the past couple of years. But well, I just looked up Europe, and I was wrong. Tesla has just under seven percent of the plug-in vehicle market there. If you look at models for the first seven months of 2022, the Model Y and the Model 3 are clearly in the lead. Well, M- Model Y is clearly in the lead. Model 3 is in second. Fiat 500e is is gaining ground on the Model 3, and then you have the ID. Four from Volkswagen, Skoda, Enyaq. So it gets more normal Peugeot, Peugeot, 208 EV, Renault, Zoe. So then it gets more like representative of the market after those Tesla models. But I think the point is the Model Y and Model 3 get the headlines for being number one and two, but Tesla's 6.8% of the market. So there's just a lot more models available and people are, you know, People are picking different things. So it's like there's a, dozens and dozens of plug-in models that you can get in Europe, not like the U.S., and people like choice. So while you might have the Y and the 3 on top, Tesla is not 70% of the market. It's 7% of the market. And I, I think I
0: just wonder we'll see that in how, the U.S. too eventually. You know, I, I think you're 100% right, but I, I just wonder how many people – like. When you first get into a Tesla and you've been driving internal combustion your whole life and you first get into a Tesla, it's a revelation. It's like, wow, where has this thing been on my life? This thing is incredible. It's fast, it's smooth, it's quiet, it's crisp, it handles like it, it is objectively superior, right? It's an objectively superior experience. But when you start driving something like a Polestar, when you drive something like a Chevy Bolt, when you drive something like a VW ID4, or a Mazda MX30 and you start to feel these different things, they all have that, well, not the Volkswagen, but most of them have that gut punch acceleration off the line. Most of them have that very, very smooth kind of linear acceleration. And, and I say that, you know, it, the Volkswagen doesn't have that gut punch, but it's not meant to. It was engineered to feel much more like their internal combustion cars, and that was by design. So I wonder if, you know, once you've gotten used to, like, quote unquote, the EV novelty, once you've gotten used to like, this is what an electric car is, do you start to find those differences appealing? Do you start to look at a car, you know, like if you look at the interior of an Audi, it's very jet fighter, it's very cockpit, like the, the controls sort of cocoon the driver. And there's a bunch of gauges and buttons. And some people like that, other people like, you know, take that Polestar slash Tesla approach of having A wide open space and being very light and airy and other car companies are in the middle. And I wonder as the market grows and more and more EVs are out there, can Tesla compete as a car company rather than as an electric car company? Because you have to be able to say something other than we're electric at some point when every other car is electric. You need to have something other than we were first to stand out and and rest your laurels on, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Tesla definitely has its own character and and features and all that stuff that will always serve it well. But I I we had the fir- one of one of the first four Ford Mustang Mach E's for a week here in Florida. Ford sent it over for us to to test and all that. And I said many times to people like this is like basically like pr- about eighty percent like a Tesla. It's very similar in a lot of the ways that people love, and then it's got its own Ford stamp on it, Ford character and all that and i I found it to be one of the first electric vehicles that I could you know wholeheartedly recommend aside from a Tesla to someone who's interested in an e v and now you've got more and more like you've got the e v six from Kia that we mentioned the Ionique five from Hyundai, the the Ford F-150 Lightning, the, you know, there's a lot of models, the Volkswagen ID4. I talked with my sister for a long time about a Tesla versus an ID4. I favored a Tesla for some reason, for various reasons. Her husband did too, but I could wholeheartedly support the ID4 if that's what she preferred. And that's what she ended up preferring and getting. So it's, you know, I think there's now a few models in the US, a lot of models in, in Europe and and China, even more. China, Tesla is also 7% of the overall plug-in vehicle market. It's got about half of its global sales are in China, but it's still there. It was only 7%, but there, you know, 26% of new car sales are plug-in vehicles. So again, a more mature market starts to look more diverse and that's the key. And I think Tesla, I don't think we'll have a problem growing and, and growing its brand, uh, but it's not going to obviously be 60 or more, you know, it's going to, it's going to come down. I mean, I think Elon's target is 10% of the auto market, which is an ambitious target from one, 1% that it is at today or 2% might be now.
0: Get there. I really do think, I really do think Tesla can get there. I think they need to differentiate their products a little bit. I think they need to expand into dealerships, which I I talk about in part two, and I think they need to distance themselves from some of their more toxic fanboys. And we'll just leave that there as like the promo for my third installment of all this. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) You've got to go. I would say I would I disagree a lot on part two, part three. I agree with, uh, although I haven't read it yet. But I
0: mean, you can disagree on part two, but realize that Tesla is doing it. Tesla is opening dealers in now, Arizona, we'll, in Texas.
1: We'll, we'll talk about that in a different episode just because all there's right. a, lot, a lot there to talk there's about. There's a lot there. <laughs> but, but just to close, maybe you can close a little bit just going back to the topic of what kind of vehicles, what kind of models do you think Tesla needs to bring to market You know, by 2030 to differentiate the way you, you and I and, and others think it should to to get to 10% uh, or whatever of the market. I mean,
0: so back to Ben, who was really the impetus, the, the starting point of all this. Ben wants a more inexpensive, affordable hatchback. I think that's because he's in Europe, inexpensive and affordable and hatchback are three words that have never sold well in the United States. I think Tesla needs an actual real large SUV. The Model X is is cute and it's got the Falcon wing doors, but like a lot of people are turned off by the Falcon wing doors. My wife would have a Tesla Model X right now if it wasn't for, and I use her words on this, those stupid doors. So, I think that that's kind of something that they need to look at. They need a real proper boxy vertical tail SUV that people can load up their dogs into. And it's just not an issue anymore. And something that looks a little bit more, you know, and I hate to say looks a little bit more normal because I know Tesla and Tesla's fans really want something more cutting edge and aerodynamically efficient. But, you know, at at the end of the day, that's not what the majority of people are buying the, you know, the hottest selling car right now in a lot of markets is like, the Honda CRV or the Toyota RAV4 or, you know, the F-150, not the Lightning, but the standard F-150. So Tesla needs to embrace a little bit that that lowest common denominator if they really want to uh, expand. And yeah, I think that's it. Cool.
1: So we'll close with that. Apologies to Lauren McDonald, who you're doing a podcast with next and we're two minutes into his time, but <laughs> I will just say I've, I'm really excited about a Tesla cyber car. I just, I think that would look wicked cool and it would be an, an interesting, although dangerous, risky, you know, ne- yeah. next model. And, but, oh, you know,
0: you know what? One you know. last thing before we sign off, you said you accused me of never being willing to buy a Tesla. I have a cyber quad.
1: <laughs> yeah, cyber <laughs> quad doesn't count, but all right, I, fine. <laughs> yeah but we also we we did, we touched on previously vans um different different types of vehicles too that just need to get out there the semi of course but that's a different t- topic but but yeah we will return to the topic of what tesla needs to do to get to 10% and have discussions debates and agreement as as at times on that as well and maybe we'll get ben on here and of course steve will get back on here but uh thank you for listening today give us a thumbs up a like subscribe wherever you're listening right now and uh we'll talk to you soon
0: later guys thank you for listening to clean tech talk join us next time to get your electric fix if you would like to sponsor our podcast send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com that's ACC OUNTS at cleantechnica.com. Thanks.